This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Georgia with a blitz. Trash going to the end zone. Pitts. Touchdown. My goodness. Tyson Campbell was trying to stay with a big fella, but too much. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. I'm the Joe O'Half. Got Joe G over in Philadelphia. I'm the Chicagoland area. We are BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on the new and improved BetQL network. Also on the Odyssey app. So make sure you download that. And then uh, search BetQL Network and mark it as a favorite. Never too early for some NFL conversation. Joe G, I was just uh, do, doing the countdown on the Bears when they're going to report to training camp. It's a little different because uh, they built their own facility um, at, right by ha- at Hallis Hall. So now they never have to get away uh, for your Eagles. Do they do they get away for camp or did they build it on campus? They used to, but now they're they're on campus. They built everybody's their own- doing it. Yeah. Oh, people here are have been now. I guess people are over it now. It's been six, seven years. But okay. there was disappointment. I actually went to, to college up in the, the Lehigh Valley is the area. It's like 40 minutes north of Philadelphia. And they used to go. People used to line up, watch. It, it, like, I missed that. That, that yeah. was great. But teams don't do it anymore once they and they lie like at first they built these places and they were like ah eh, we'll still go to camp and then they i mean of course they weren't going to do that exactly when you build, what happened when you spend that kind of money and it's so easy for the players they live in the city or whatever like they don't want to go to camp yeah yeah i i used to love it too um the bears used to go to Bourbonnet, Olivet nazarene that ends this year but when i was a kid they, they'd go way up to platteville wisconsin it was that, those are some of my best memories going and getting as many autographs yep. as you possibly could. I mean, that was the heyday, though. Also, I mean, Dicka would be just saying whatever. There's always some sort of drama going on at camp. It was just terrific, man. Yeah. Like you could, you could, as a kid, you could literally walk up to the players and touch them, get their autographs, and the media guide. It was phenomenal. Yeah, and it was free, right? Like that. And that's yes. Like, it, it connected all fans because anyone just takes a car ride and they could go watch their favorite players. Now it is definitely different. And, you know, it does change the way we get ready for the season as fans. I, yeah. I know as fans, us, like we can't be up close and, and see the players. It's more we're going to rely on what we see, what we hear, what they're telling us. Um, and it, it does impact, especially for rookies, right? Because we haven't seen these guys. So everything we hear in their first training camp, we're going to have to learn from uh, whoever's covering these teams. All right. Well, let's look at the offensive rookie of the year market, and let's see if we can find any sort of value. You know how I like to start these conversations. Let's look at recent years, see if we can find some sort of a trend, something voters are looking for. Um, like most of the these awards with the offensive rookie of the year, let's start with the quarterbacks. Is this a quarterback award? Last two years, it has been a quarterback. Justin Herbert gets it in 2020, even though he was not the starting quarterback in week number one. I'm going to be very sad, Joe G, when the season starts because I can no longer brag about getting Justin Herbert at 40 to one after the season started 
because uh oh geez who was their quarterback to start week one tyrod taylor it was tyrod and he was so horrendous on on the show the next monday it's like look they can't stick with him too long you're gonna have to hand it over uh to herbert pretty soon and i got him at 40 to 1 we were a week or two into the season and those numbers balloon so if you want to bet on this, it doesn't mean you have to bet on it before the season starts. You can find some value in the middle of the year. And okay. you're also lucky before you go on that the uh, uh, I was the, very lucky because Tyrod Taylor. What, what happened? That trainer uh, actually punctured his lung. Right There's an injury it. and the right. trainer. Because I don't think Anthony Lynn was going to make the switch as soon as he should have. I, I think he would have waited a few more weeks. But you yes. got it. That's a great, great number you got it at. Yeah, that w- that was very lucky. Very lucky on my part. Uh, Kyler, 2019. So back to back, rookie quarterbacks. Herbert, six overall in the draft. Kyler, the one-one pick, but is it a quarterback award? Because before 2019, Saquon, Kamara, you did have Dak in there, uh, Gurley in 2015, OBJ in 2014, Eddie Lacy. Jeez, this league will chew you up and spit you out quickly. Uh, Eddie Lacy in 2013. So we went uh, from 2013 to last year. Running back, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback quarterback in a year with five qbs drafted in the first round is it a quarterback's award i think it's trending more and more towards being a quarterback award because these kids get on the field faster than ever but joe you mentioned the running backs there now this is and i have one on my list that i'm interested in but this isn't a great running back class it doesn't feel like we have the next you know todd Gurley, the, the way he broke on the scene or or saquon but running backs are pretty good bets. You know why? Because they're the one position you don't need to learn. They're, in fact, I would say running backs are at their best the minute they get in the league. And then attrition wears. And think about Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott's best year may have been his rookie year. And that now you, you wouldn't want to touch that guy. So there is some value to running backs. Unlike other positions, they don't have to learn. Hand the kid the ball and he runs and he might win an award for you. Well, I, I don't want to say it's a quarterback award, but it might be in 2021. Now I made a bet that is a non-quarterback, and I'll get I'll get to that in a moment. But when we take a deeper dive, uh, 2018 when Saquon won it, second overall pick, about the uh, quarterbacks drafted in that first round. That was the Baker year. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, rough start. Uh, Rosen, Lamar Jackson. You didn't you didn't know what you had in the rookie year. So none of those quarterbacks balled out. Uh, The Kamara year in 2017, that was a good quarterback draft, except for the first one, Trubisky. (laughs) But But they they didn't play. Yeah. Well, yeah, Deshaun Watson got hurt. Watson got hurt after four games, and and Mahomes didn't play. So you got lucky there that those quarterbacks didn't actually play. Will these quarterbacks this year see the field? We know at least least one. Trevor Trevor Lawrence could play every snap. Uh, I would imagine Zach Wilson's going to play every snap. The other ones we'll see when they get on the field. Yeah, and then 13, 14, 15 run when non-quarterbacks won the award. I mean, Jameis, Mariota, Bortles, E.J. Manuel. I mean, Geno Smith, those are the names that were drafted early on. So are all five quarterbacks going to be bad in year number one? That's that's the big question while looking for some value and thinking about taking non-QB. Sure, and and really, I'm looking at the list of winners here, and and we'll get – now, there's one other element to this show that's interesting is the league is becoming more and more about weapons on the outside. Yet this award over the last decade, I think, is it Beckham the only pass catcher to win this award? I mean, it's mostly been quarterbacks, running backs for a long time. I, I do think this could be a unique year because we have, I mean, this was such a highly touted class of pass catchers that I yes. do have some on my list that I think are interesting, that non-quarterbacks or running backs. 
Okay. Why don't you uh, hit us with that list? Because oh, I, I tried to convince Horvat for months and I couldn't do it. I'm like, don't take Kyle Pitts at a short number. What you just mentioned about the pass catchers, it's not going to have happen, even though I believe in Atlanta. But then they traded Julio and, and he thinks he has a good ticket. Okay. So I like Pitts, but I will, I'll, I'll leave that on the board because I agree with you that the number is not great. Yeah. Two that I like um, almost as much as, as Kyle Pitts. How about the two receivers, or two of the three receivers take it pretty high? Number one will be Jamar Chase going to the Cincinnati Bengals. We talked about Burrow as a comeback player. The Bengals maybe being a surprise team better than we think. We, we talked up the idea of, of Zach Taylor maybe winning coach of the year. The, the past catches are going to go to Jamar Chase. Now, you know he's coming off a year off, didn't play last year, opted out. So that's a little bit of, okay, how quickly does he reacclimate? But he's plus 1,200. And the other one, I mean, Joe, you look at the depth chart in Philadelphia with the Eagles. They draft Devontae Smith, who I have concerns long-term if he's going to be big enough to withstand the NFL. I mean, I am not a big man. He's basically my size. Like, it's crazy that he's this good at at basically my size. But as a rookie, before the attrition wears wears on him. He looks so skinny. He is skinny. Yeah. um, But he's their number one option. I mean, he's their number one option off the bat. And he has a relationship kind of like Burrow Chase. Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, right? There's a, there's a, a natural connection from the jump with both of these guys. So I think week one, you know, they could be the number one pass catcher on their team. I, I think they're both interesting. And, and you get Devontae Smith at 13 to one. If you if you believe in the Bengals, shouldn't you make a, some other bets like Burrow, comeback player of the year, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase, offensive rookie of the year, if you, if you truly think that's going to happen? Because yeah. they have to, all those guys have to have great years. Yeah, you combine them, right? Because yeah. they're, they're going to be together. They correlate, yeah. Yes. So those are the two pass catches. I mean, I love Pitts, and I think he'll have a big year, but you're not getting great value on Kyle Pitts. That's the problem. If Pitts was 10 to 1 or worse, I'd, I'd take him. Any guesses on my non-quarterback bet? Arian Hopper, uh, number, my opinion, is gone. Um, so I got good value. I'm happy I bet it very early, which I rarely do. Any guesses? So I'll give you the one I like. Maybe we have the same one. My non-quarterback, non-receiver, is Javante Williams, the running back uh, from North Carolina that went to Denver. I uh, like people him. love him. I love. Uh, I, yeah. I I think he might be the best back in the class. I mean, I, I think You're he's going to have a great year, and I think he'll. I mean, think about it. It's Vic Fangio. They're going to have a good defense. They're going to be in tight games. Are, are they going to let Teddy Bridgewater and or and or Drew Locke ruin the game? No, they're going to run the ball. You get Javante Williams right now at twenty to one. Is that your guy? That is not my guy. Uh, who you got? You're very close. Very close. I took the running back drafted after Javante Williams. His name is Trey Sermon. And guess what? He's in the Niners offense with Kyle Shanahan. If he's the guy, isn't he set up to succeed? Yeah. That the run only scheme? thing I, that worries me about Shanahan is you never know what back he's going to use. I know. I know. You know. He could run one guy for 200 yards one week. It's almost like his dad was, right? Then the next week, it's like, oh, yep. someone else is running the ball. But I do like Trey Sermon. Which is, uh, and what you just stated there, which is why I was able to get him at 50 to 1. I just couldn't pass up that number. Now you look, it's 25, 22 at some places. Probably wouldn't bet it at that number. But at 50, I thought it, it was worth a shot. Even though if you're asking me to make a prediction, I'd go with one of these quarterbacks. But there's value there. Uh, guys might sit for half the season in some cases. And then you narrow down that list with the quarterbacks. So uh, who knows? Is is Trevor Lawrence going to be great from uh, day one? And f- injuries happen. We saw it last year. Yeah, and if he's great from day one, he's going to win. He's the best yeah. quarterback. He's he's the guy that's going to play the most. You know where I think the odds um, and, and the timing on this could be interesting? 
Trey Lance feels like a bad bet right now, but the, the further we get into the season, he becomes more of a good bet. Jimmy Garoppolo always gets hurt. Always. And that's the number one problem with Jimmy Garoppolo isn't that he's a bad quarterback. It's that he's not a durable quarterback. If we get to week one or two, I'd have to imagine, Joe, the Trey Lance odds start to fall down because he's not the quarterback. He's not the starter. He's not playing. All it takes is one Jimmy Garoppolo injury. Trey Lance pops in there, you know, before the end of the first month. And we have our we have this year's Justin Herbert. That could happen. Him and Fields are the ones that they're going to probably play at some point. Fields is definitely going to play. It's just a matter of when is their value there. That's Joe G. I'm Joe O. This is BetQL Daily and the BetQL Network discussing the offensive rookie of the year market. It's worth taking a look at because you might lose some of this value as as you get stories, the positive stories that will spin out of training camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of the garbage that you should just ignore as a better. Um, I'm guilty of this. But when did, even we're doing it right now, discussing this, one of the guys near the top, second overall pick. Why do we continue to ignore Zach Wilson and we expect him to start from day one? I don't. I mean, it's a great question. My, my gut is he's a Jet, and it's is it have, the Jets have <laughs> never had a good quarterback. Like, yes. I mean, think about it. It's been yeah. since Joe Namath since they've had a good quarterback. And I mean, Vinny Testaverde was good for ten minutes when he was old, and I actually thought Chad Pennington was a decent quarterback. But, I mean, for real. they've Oh, had... oh, Chad Pennington is perfect Joe G guy. Isn't oh, he? <laughs> I, I was a Pennington guy. I, I was. Of course you were. And then his shoulder went, and he, he had he had half arm strength before, and then he had none. But they really haven't had a star quarterback. Let's just be real. They have never had a star quarterback since Joe Namath. I, Joe, I watch him. I watch him throw the ball, and I'm like, wow. But then I'm like, he's small. Zach Wilson is small, and he's frail. And we've brought this up with other uh, things in the NFL with these markets. So he's playing in a great division of defensive coaches. Isn't it going to be turbulent early for Zach Wilson? Sean McDermott twice a year, Bill Belichick twice a year, Brian Flores twice a year. I mean, that that is a lot for a young player to come in and, and overcome right away. I hate drafting interior offensive linemen early in the draft, but they got the best one in the draft. Vera, with Tucker. Vera Tucker. Yeah. So they're, I think they're doing the right thing there. It's probably uh, more about the long haul instead of the 2021 season. But another reason that I, I would assume that we're not talking about the Jets or Zach Wilson at eight to one is his number one option is Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder on the outside. Do they have the pieces to be a prolific offense in year one for Wilson? Probably not. And here's the other thing. Uh, we know how, how uh, important play callers are, especially nowadays. Do you know much about Mike LaFleur? I just know he's a Shanahan guy, right? That's it. I mean, yeah. that's that's good in my book. Yeah. But I don't know that he can do anything. Now, couple, sometimes you run into play callers like that. Nobody knew anything about Arthur Smith either. And now he's a head coach in the NFL. Right. And that could work out great. But I also, maybe it's a bias on mine. He's not with an offensive coach. That that, that does worry me a little bit with Zach Wilson. Okay. His head coach, it, it's a defensive mentality there. Can he have big numbers? Can he win this award? There's one player we didn't mention quickly. Mac. There's a quarterback we haven't mentioned, a first-round quarterback. Usually you got to mention them all, and that's Mac Jones. I think he's going to play, Joe. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be week one, but he's going to play. And if you're a quarterback and you play, you have a chance to win this award. If you're a quarterback with the spotlight of the New England Patriots and that Boston media, if you look good early on, pumping you up a little mm -hmm. bit, uh, part of uh, the bias here is – do I know you in college? Am I watching you on Saturdays? That really helps when it comes to this award right away. And, and there were a lot of people not buying into Herbert, and then they saw what he did at the next level, like, oh, 
I was wrong. I, I thought that helped his case for the rookie of the year. I agree. And if if uh, he's going to be accurate, too, they, they will get him easy completions. He'll, he'll probably have the highest completion percentage among any rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Uh, Justin Fields will get plenty of opportunities. I'll be very disappointed if Andy Dalton starts more than two, three games. I'll be mad if it's more than one. Coming up next, how about the defensive rookie of the year? Some interesting trends coming your way next. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Four seconds left on the play clock. Nick's really late. Snaps it back. In the pocket. Throwing right side. Picked off. Near sideline. J.C. Horde. 20. And knocked out of bounds at the 10-yard line. His second of the day. The third pick for the Gamecocks. Oh, hurt me. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. <laughs> Taking a look at the defensive rookie of the year market, we just talked about the offensive side. What about the defensive side of the ball? Kind of flies under the radar a little bit. Everyone bets on MVP. Many get involved, head coach of the year. Same thing with offensive rookie of the year. What about the defensive side? And uh, Joe G, not much surprise a season ago. It was pretty clear even uh, when he was playing at Ohio State, but it was clear in training camp that uh, Chase Young was going to be the most dominant defensive player of all the rookies. Yeah, and, he, and one of the most dominant in the league. I mean, there was yeah. a clip last year of Mike Tomlin talking to him on the sideline before a game in December, basically saying, like, they don't make him like you. You're, you're, you're different. He, he is, I mean, he might win NFL Defensive Player of the Year this year after one year after being a rookie. That, that's how good wow. he is. But the one thing that jumps out, we were talking earlier, Joe, about the um, the kind of trends when it comes to offense, rookie of the year, where does it come from? Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be as much of a hard and fast rule on where this comes from. It just seems to be the best defensive rookie. I mean, we've had linebackers. We've had defensive linemen. We've had cornerbacks in the last five, six, seven years. It's not, you know, it's obviously a quarterback award on the offensive side with some running backs that have been sprinkled in. This is the best defensive rookie and a guy that plays and kind of pops right away and we notice him and makes an impact but that impact it's not easy to quantify where it's coming from i did find one that is worth mentioning now some would say oh you've got to have a great defense you don't you don't um so we mentioned chase young last year how about 2019 it was nick bosa Mm -hmm. uh second overall pick and their defense that year if you go points per game, I know it's not the best way to judge, but let's, you know, the voters take a look at that. Uh, they were seventh overall. Darius Leonard, when he won eighth in points per game. How about Lattimore, middle of the pack in New Orleans? The difference there, game changer. Narrative starts up. He's a lockdown cornerback, huge pick. A lot of people uh, didn't think he was going to be this impactful from day one, and he was. Uh, the other Bosa, Joey Bosa, also won name value. Uh, Peters had that rep, lockdown cornerback. Aaron Donald, Donald, game wrecker. So there are, you're right. There are different rules for this. Um, sometimes it's someone on a great defense, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes middle of the road defense. Joey Bosa, when he won the award, points allowed per game, they were 29th that year, but the sacks were too much to ignore. Let me throw one more thing in that I, that really just hit me as I'm looking at these names and as you're saying them out loud. Other than Darius Leonard, and you correct there me it if is. I'm wrong. You found it. They're all first-round picks. Yeah. We know about them, right? So uh, Chase Young, second overall pick. Nick Bosa, top three pick. Um, 
top two pick. Darius Leonard, second round pick. Lattimore, first round pick. Joey Bosa, top five pick. Marcus Peters, first round pick. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, first round pick. Richardson, top 10 pick. Keekley, top 10 pick. Von Miller, top 10 pick. Sue, uh, I'm trying to, before that, how far was Gerard Mayo first round pick? Maybe not, but we're, go, we're going back past a decade now with just one player outside of the first round. And if you look at the odds right yep. now, the interesting thing is that's not really where it lies. Like uh, Awusu Koromoa, who went to the Browns, the uh, the safety linebacker hybrid from Notre Dame, who's kind of slipped because of a heart issue. He was not a first round pick yet. His, he has the fourth best odds to win this eight to one. The uh, history says he's probably not going to win this thing. So, I mean, part of it is, well, the, the best defensive players are being drafted early. Right. Uh, but the, but the other, you have opportunity, you have better chance of opportunity from day one. If you're a, you're a high draft pick, but you're right. It, it's guys going in the first round. So why is that to our point about the offensive rookie of the year? Once they're on your radar in college and you're watching them dominate it, chase young, he deserved it. It wasn't even a close race. Like the odds were crazy in the second half of the season, but Everybody was talking about him when they were watching Big Ten football on Saturdays because he was the player on the field that stood out. You were watching every play. If you don't watch line play, you were watching when Chase Young was on the field. Yeah, and I also think an offense stats can overcome perception. Right, A running back in the third round can run for 1,500 yards. What are you supposed to say? Ran 1,500 yards. On defense, it's harder to do that at some positions. right? If you're a defense, interior defensive lineman, and we've seen some of these guys win. Sue is one. Richardson is one and you come from the third round, you're going to have to really put up crazy numbers to overcome the perception that, oh, you're just a third rounder. So that's interesting. Now that If you're looking at who might win this thing, you got to look early. It's why, Joe, and I wouldn't take it because there's not good value at all, but Micah Parsons, the linebacker who might be used more in a, in a pass rush role with the Dallas Cowboys um, and their new defense, yeah. he's the favorite here for a reason. He's going to get make yeah. a ton of tackles, and they might get him sacks too coming off the edge. Not only are these winners of this award first round picks, the vast majority top 18, mm-hmm. top 19. So if we go down the line in order of uh, not in the favorites, like you said, Parsons, he was a third defensive player taken. He's a favorite at four to one. Why? Because it's the Cowboys and they need a whole lot of help. So he's going to be on the field and he just might uh, rack up so many tackles, kind of like what Darius Leonard did in his first year with the Colts. But the first defensive player taken was Horn. He's 14 to 1. Second, Sertan with Denver. Insane. Thick. What are you guys doing? Get a quarterback. 14 to 1 as well for him. You mentioned Parsons, 5 to 1. Zaven Collins with Arizona is 12 to 1. Jalen Phillips, Miami, 7 to 1. And uh, we got Davis with Washington. He was the 19th overall pick at 8 to 1. So we, we've got, I think we have some value if you just take a look at the top six defensive players drafted uh, three of them are into double digits. Yeah. I like both the corners Uh, certain with the Broncos will be on a good defense. So he should stand out on that good defense. And if he's good and if he's good right away, I think he's going to get extra credit because of the quarterbacks he's going against. He has to play Patrick Mahomes twice. He has to play Justin Herbert twice, even the Raiders with Derek Carr. That's not a bad quarterback. So that helps him. But J.C. Horn, I like him a lot. He was the first defensive player taken, which says something, one, about the NFL draft as it is now because he wasn't picked until eighth, and he's still the first defensive player taken. But he's going to get opportunity. I mean, that was a young defense last year. I mean, I, I'd imagine both Sertan and um, and Horn play and are their, their team's top corner, especially Horn, from day one. They're going to be out there. 
Yeah, so Phillips is already going to a great defense. Davis is already going to a great defense. Do we scratch them off? And, and they're near the top here, the second and third favorites. Do we scratch them off because they're going to a great defense and they're not going to stand out as much? Yeah, especially Davis. He's going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, he's making plays. It's Chase Young that's going to get the credit. That defensive line is going to get the credit in front of him. I, I yeah. do think that that hurts them. Um from the perspective of, of just getting on everyone's radar. It might take a while because what is Davis? He's just a cog in one of the NFL's five best defenses. He's not a difference maker. At least that's the good right. perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you nailed it with Sertan. Vic Fangio's defense. You also you got Kyle, they had a Kyle Fuller, man, this offseason. The Bears' best cornerback. So that's going to be a strong defense. You mentioned one of the top ones. Yeah, it, it should be the expectation. I know it's hard to project defenses, but they need to be a top five defense if they want to have a chance at contending. Carolina secondary, just horrendous last season. And in the last draft, they took all defensive players. So we'll see if, if that defense develops into something. But uh, maybe J.C. Horn is a guy that, that stands out. And same thing with Parsons. The advantage that they have is we're talking – bottom feeders on defense if you can get to the middle of the pack those first round rookie defensive players are going to get a lot of credit they are um if i'm looking down the boards y'all if i'm looking for some value here someone a, a long shot you know who i like a lot and, and he's going to a team that seems to screw everything up so maybe he won't be as good as i think he is but trayvon uh, moring woodward he added a last name on there i don't think that was during the draft process <laughs> okay but uh, the safety from TCU that went to the Raiders. I thought he could have been a borderline first-round pick. I think he went into the second round. Here's what I, I noticed about him, just following him a little bit in college and looking at his uh, kind of profile. He's a ball hawk. He's like that free safety that's going to take the ball away. That that pops. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make this comp, but when, when you watched football back when Ed Reed was playing and he was the free safety that took the ball away, even Earl Thomas. I think there's a, a little bit of an Earl Thomas kind of way this guy plays the game. That that's a game changing kind of play. The interception return for the touchdown, those kind of plays. I'm looking yeah. down the board here. Like I'm not going to take, you know, just your random corner. That's a third round pick or a second round pick. Like Asante Samuel Jr. might be a good player. I mean, he's, he might be a slot corner to start his career. Is, is he going to make impact plays? I don't know. But a free safety in the middle of the field, playing in a division with some good quarterbacks, I, I think he's interesting. I've got one down the board. Um... My thinking is if you're going past the first round, you probably want to take a linebacker and who's going to rack up a, a bunch of tackles. Mm -hmm. New York media market. You've made the case for maybe the Giants popping this season. Old Jalari, what do you think? Yeah, and I think they're going to use him as a pass rusher. And that, that's the one weakness of that defense. They're, they were pretty good. Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator. I, I think he's probably on his way to being a head coach. And remember the games they had down the stretch last season? I mean, they shut down Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Like they really. They really, I, I think in the second half of last year, they were a top 10 defense, yet they did it without a, a true edge pass rusher. They didn't go out and get one. I think they're going to give this kid a chance to do it. The only thing I worry about him is he had some knee issues in college. I think that's yeah. why he slipped out of the first round. So maybe durability, but yeah, I mean, Joe, if you get a second round pick linebacker that racks up tackles and sacks, kind of the Darius Leonard of this class, that's a, that's a pretty good value down the board. They do have him already slotted on the outside from day one. So he could have the opportunity. And like we just experienced with Thibodeau and Julius Randle, you get that New York media market behind you in a good season, or you uh, play above expectations, he could get some support. Yeah, you know, here's one quickly that I just think is crazy. Just stay away. Caleb Farley, with all his back issues, is yes. why he's on the board. 
you only getting 25 to one. I mean, I know he could have been the best corner in the draft, but I need better odds than that. Take a kid that might not even play. And he's the, he's the long shot of all the first round defensive players too. And there's, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. But still, I don't even like the number of 25 to one. There's better, there's better bats. Plus you're in Tennessee. Are, are you going to get that buzz? Are you going to get uh, people backing you? Probably not. No, it's an offensive team in the defense. Who do you think of? You think of the coach. You think of yeah. Rabel before you think of players in that defense. You're making one bet today. Not official picks for the season. We've got many months uh, as we get closer to the season. But if you're making one bet today, uh, who are you betting on for defensive rookie of the year? J.C. Horn. Okay, corner. I'm going the other cornerback. Yeah, the other corner from the Carolina Panthers. I I, I liked him. Uh, he was the guy I was I was banging the table for, saying, "Man, he's he's going to be good. I like him a lot." Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to say Sertan. That's my lean right now, but he's already going to a great defense. So it makes our case for Davis with Washington. Like maybe he won't get as much credit as he deserves. He'd have to get that reputation as a lockdown guy. This is BetQL Daily. Joe O and Joe G. We're going to line them up for the day in Major League Baseball next on the BetQL Network.